0: Morning. This is Marshall Davis. In the last episode, I explored the third chapter of Genesis and interpreted it from a non-dual perspective. But there's so much to cover in that chapter, I decided to devote another episode to this chapter and deal with the, deal with the second half of chapter 3. Last time we looked at what is normally called the Fall. We saw how it was meant as a symbolic myth that describes a fall into duality as a human race and as seemingly individual human beings. We talked about the symbolic meaning of Adam and Eve, the serpent, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, and the tree of life. We didn't really look at the consequences of the fall as described in the story. So today that's what I want to to talk about. The main consequence of the story is the banishment of Adam and Eve to the land east of Eden. They were banished, you could say, from the garden of non-duality to live in the land of duality the wilderness of duality. The characteristics of this banishment can be summed up in two words, separation and suffering. That's the human condition. So this story is saying the same thing as the Buddha said in his, in his first sermon where he talked about human life being characterized as suffering. And he outlined a way to be free of the suffering. There are several forms of separation and suffering mentioned in this story. First is a sense of separation from each other. It says that as soon as Adam and Eve ate of the tree of knowledge, it says, then the eyes of both were opened and they knew that they were naked and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves loincloths. Now this contrasts with the description of them in the previous chapter where it says, and the man and his wife were both naked and were not ashamed. So here they felt a sense of, after the fall, they felt a sense of self-consciousness around each other. Now, Christian commentators have made this all about sex. But it is really more about the development of human self-awareness. And with this self-consciousness comes other consciousness comes this idea of being a separate self, which is a consequence of duality. The story continues. And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden. And I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. This describes the sense of separation between oneself and God. As these verses point out this is the source of fear of God. I heard the sound of you in the garden and I was afraid, Adam said. The fall into duality begins with a sense of separation between the divine and the human. In reading this story It's important to note that Adam and Eve were not, in fact, separated from God. They only felt separated, causing them to try to hide themselves from the presence of God. But if God is truly omnipresent, then you can't hide from God. God is always here, and now we are not separated from God. Nothing, not even sin. Can change the omnipresence of God. All that changes is our awareness of the presence of God. What changes is that we hide from God, we hide behind our egos, we hide as egos, pretending. That the self, this individual, separate, egoic self is what we really are and we believe our own deception. You can see this for yourself in meditation. During your next session of meditation, just slip the ego off for a moment. Take off the mask or at least tilt it up a little bit so you can peek out to what is beyond. And what you will see will seem like nothing, perhaps, but it is actually the spacious presence of God. And when one, when one first sees this, we might want to immediately slip that ego mask right back on again. Because we are afraid, like Adam was afraid. Because as the Bible says, no one can see God and live. The ego will start to die as soon as we see reality. Which is why we are afraid. Why the ego is afraid. Just like Adam and Eve were afraid. Until we come to know that we are not these masks that we wear. And that the spacious presence is our true nature. In the story, God wants to know what's changed to cause them to hide. So God asks them if they ate of the tree of knowledge. And they confess, kind of. Actually, they start blaming everyone but themselves. The man blames the woman, and the woman blames the serpent. The man even blames God. Saying, the woman you gave me to be with me, she gave me the fruit and I ate it. In other words, it's your fault, God as another expression of separation from God, this, this sense of blame and dishonesty with ourselves and with God is evidence of the separation. Blaming the serpent is blaming our animal nature. Blaming others is just another way to try to hide. All this blaming, just self-justification and self-righteousness are all symptoms of the human sense of separation. And then, in the story, God lists the other consequences of this fall into duality. Oftentimes, this is interpreted as divine punishment upon sin. But it is better seen as a description of the natural consequences of choosing duality. First, God says there will be conflict between the serpent and the woman and her offspring, which is us. The serpent represents the animal kingdom, as we saw last time, so this is describing our sense of alienation from our fellow animals on this planet, even to the point in recent centuries of causing their extinction, instead of caring for them, as humans were instructed to do in the story of the Garden of Eden, we exploit them and we kill them. The second consequence that is mentioned is physical suffering, especially mentioned is the pain of childbirth. This is referring to the development of our large human heads which is what makes childbirth so painful for women. I mentioned last time that this story of the fall is actually about the development of human consciousness from animal consciousness. And that unique human consciousness came about as a result of the evolution of larger brains, which needed a larger head, which in turn made childbirth much more painful. That pain is exasperated by the emotional suffering that amplifies physical pain. Next is listed painful labor for all humans, not just women and childbirth. God says to Adam, Cursed is the ground because of you. In pain you shall eat of it all the days of your life. Thorns and thistles it shall bring forth for you, and you shall eat the plants of the field. By the sweat of your face you shall eat bread until you return to the ground. For out of it you were taken, for you are dust, and to dust you shall return. This is describing the development of agriculture. When early humans were hunter-gatherers, we were not much different than our animal cousins. But when we developed agriculture and animal husbandry, everything changed. We had to work to stay alive. That's what this is referring to. This this beginning of human culture led in time to cities, which are mentioned in the next chapter. This, in turn, was the beginning of the end of our harmonious relationship with our natural environment and led in time to the Industrial Revolution, the use of fossil fuels, The destruction of the Earth's environment, the extinction of many animal species, and now climate change, which is likely to bring about an apocalyptic destruction of the human race. Recently former Vice President Al Gore spoke to interfaith leaders and environmental activists about what he called the twin crises of climate and racial justice. Speaking to about one hundred representatives of Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, and Native American traditions, Gore talked about climate change. He said, 19 of the 20 hottest years ever measured with instruments have been since 2002. And every day watching the international television news feels like a nature hike right through the book of Revelation. I agree. We are experiencing the apocalypse and this suffering is a, res- is a result of our dualistic way of thinking in living and relating to the environment. The story in the Bible ends with the banishment of humans from Eden. The Garden of Eden represents non-dual awareness and the banishment is dualistic awareness. Humans are living in the land of duality east of Eden. Humans are banished from Eden. But as I said last time, God has left the door to the garden open. When I was on sabbatical in Israel years ago, one of the lecturers at the institute where I was staying uh, did a series of lectures on, on artistic renderings of the Garden of Eden in in art. The lecturer was a president of the World Council of Churches. I can't remember her name right now though. But she showed lots of, which at the time were slides. The Garden of Eden is pictured throughout art and in the Bible as a traditional Middle Eastern garden of a king. And Middle Eastern monarchs had walled gardens with a gate. And in the story in the Bible, the gate to the Garden of Eden remains open, but guarded. Story says, Then the Lord God said, Behold, the humans have become like one of us in knowing good and evil. Now, lest they reach out their hand, and take also of the tree of life, and eat, and live forever.'" Therefore the Lord God set them out from the Garden of Eden to work the ground from which they were taken. He drove out the humans, and at the east of the Garden of Eden he placed the cherubim and a flaming sword that turned every way to guard the way to the tree of life. The eastern gate to the Garden of Eden was guarded by cherubim with a flaming sword protecting the way to the tree of life. East was the direction of the that the Jerusalem temple faced. It was through the eastern gate that Jesus entered the temple on Palm Sunday. East was the direction that the Holy of Holies faced, the veil of which was torn open, the Bible says, when Jesus died. Symbolically opening the gate to non-duality to anyone willing to pay the price to enter as he paid the price. This mention of a cherubim guarded gate is often interpreted as a prohibition. I interpret it as an invitation, but a costly one. This is the straight gate and the narrow way that Jesus talked about, which is the way to life, he said. This is the eye of the needle that he talked about, is what he called the way of the cross. To reach the tree of life, all we have to do is die. And I'm not talking about physically dying and going to heaven. I am talking about dying to self, dying to our separate existence, dying to duality. This ego death of the separate self is symbolized in the cross of Christ, which is symbolic of the tree of life. This life is also symbolized in the empty tomb, which represents emergence from the womb and new birth to non-dual awareness, which is the resurrected life. We are invited to live as one with God and all. And that is it for today. Grace and peace to you. That is the Tao of Christ for today. Thank you for listening. You can access other episodes of this podcast at thedowofchrist.com You can also find these podcasts in video format at my YouTube channel at christiannonduality.net My blog Spiritual Reflections can be found at MarshallDavis.us. There you will also find a link to my books and my email address. Join me next time for another episode of the Tao of Christ.